guys, Manny Carrera, your real estate resource. We're about to record episode number two of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions in front of Vitolas in downtown El Paso in front of Chihuahua Stadium right over here. One of the, uh, the biggest attractions to hit downtown. And uh, getting ready for this podcast, it's gonna be a really good podcast. We're actually gonna be interviewing the owner of Vitolas, Whiskey Cigars. Uh, entrepreneurship and overcoming obstacles. I'm excited for you guys to see it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Let's get to meet the owner. Uh, what's up guys, Manny Carrera, your real estate resource. And this is episode number two of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we talk to business owners, influencers, shapeshifters, and movers over a glass of some fine whiskey. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking cigars, whiskey, entrepreneurship, and overcoming obstacles. Today's guest is Fernando Gandara, owner of Vitolas here in downtown El Paso across of Chihuahua Stadium. Fernando, how are you doing? Welcome, brother. Thank you for being on. Welcome to Vitolas. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, if, we'll go ahead and start, uh, Fernando, with you telling us a little bit about yourself before you give us a tour of your beautiful establishment. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little you. bit about Vitolas. Thank you. Well, my name is Fernando Gandara, uh, born and raised in El Paso, Texas. Uh, I haven't been banished yet, so I'm still <laughs> here. Um, I'm one of the owners of Vitolas. It is a family-owned operation. I've got uh, my mom and dad are also uh, partial owners. In fact, my mom is La Presidente, uh, nice. <laughs> so everything's got to go through her. Um, but we've been here since uh, the winter of 2016. Uh, December 1st, 2016 was our first day, so we've got about a year and a quarter under our belts here. Uh, a lot of growth, a lot of challenges. We love being downtown. We love the people that are drawn to here, and we love talking about whiskey and cigars, of course. So come on in, join us. I'll show you around the humidor. Cool. So Fernando, right now, he's going to give us a little tour of uh, Vitolas and tell us a little bit about what it's about. So let's come on uh, in and check out so this. Initially, when you first walk into a walk-in humidor like this one, the first thing that hits you is the aroma. Yeah. All right, and that's that's smells delicious. Yeah, because <laughs> of the tobacco, um, but it has a lot to do with the, the specific kind of wood that lines the walls in here, and that's Spanish cedar. And Spanish, Spanish cedar is preferred for humidors for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it, it's naturally antifungal, and since you're in a room that has a higher than normal level of humidity, an antifungal uh, property comes in really handy. Right. Also, the aroma itself, um, it. Um, Pairs well with, with the cigars, yeah. and, uh, and it kind of lends, it, it adds to the experience of being in here. You smell that cedar, you know you're, yeah. you're in a well-kept humidor. This smells delicious. For those of you watching or listening, I wish, uh, you know, Apple or YouTube came up with a option to scratch and sniff, because the smell in here is actually really good. Um, it feels, like, it smells actually very earthy. Even though it's a cigar, it smells very earthy. You get that, that smell of some good wood. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, it, it's yeah. earthy, it's aromatic, and, um, and it's even better, you know, in fact, if you burn a little piece of Spanish cedar, you'll see that, that, that aroma that really is distinct, up. and it's, um, it's beautiful. Wow. Um, so we've got, I think right now we've, we've got over 100 different cigars to choose from, which is um, a big statement for me, because when, uh, when we bought the place, there were maybe 18 cigars to choose from, so it's taken a lot of growth and it's happened slowly, but um, but we're, we're making our way up. We're still not as full as we'd like to be, but um, we're getting there little by little, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
Well, where, where are these cigars from? What's the origin of these cigars? So from all over the place, um, you know, Nicaragua, uh, Dominican Republic. Nice. Um, uh, was, uh, I would, those two countries are probably going to make up the majority of the, uh, the tobacco in here. But there are even, um, there's a lot of wrapper leaf out of Mexico, for example, the San Andres Valley in Mexico that have been producing some beautiful wrapper leaf. And a lot of your very highly rated cigars yeah. are featuring a Mexican San Andres wrapper. Wow. Um, so that, that's really cool because yeah. it seems like that's something that's, the, that's not, doesn't go back very far in history. Right. Uh, Mexico is uh, making a lot of noise right now in the script. That's okay. good. Representing. Yeah, representing yeah, for, for the borders, and, um, but that's cool. But so you have, you know, you've got also got a lot of tobacco from Ecuador, uh, for example, and um, and the majority of the cigars that are in here are going to be blends of tobaccos from different regions. Okay. Um, you know, there are some countries that still focus, in my opinion, too much on making what they call a puro. Uh, right. You know, a cigar is called a puro, but when you have a cigar that is a Nicaraguan puro, for example. That means that cigar is made only with Nicaraguan tobacco. But, uh, and sometimes it works out really well, but I think the manufacturers have come to realize that, that when you're rolling a cigar, you're coming up with a blend for flavor, then you're going to get the best tobacco you can no matter where it's from. Yeah, so they're combining from where they yeah. need to to, come, to make that, that mix. Yep, absolutely. That's crazy. I had no idea. And I've actually, I'm, I lived out in Florida, and it's funny because going to even South Beach, you would see a lot of older gentlemen with a table set up rolling hand-rolled hand cigars there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're selling them for five, ten bucks a pop. But, uh, but I know, you know, and I, I'm sure a lot of people don't understand how hard or the process of rolling the cigar, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what is that process like? Are you familiar with that process? Yeah, by the time you're smoking a cigar, a couple of things have happened, right? First, you, you've had up to a hundred different pairs of hands involved in the process. That's a lot of hands. Getting <laughs> into this humidor. Yeah. It's, it's a very labor-intensive process. Right. And it's a very high-risk process. Um, you know, there's so much involved just from, from the seedling itself, right? I mean, the weather's got to be right. You can, you can have too much rain. I think the best thing to compare it to is um, red wine. You, know, okay. you can have a bottle of wine from a certain vineyard one year, and you can have the same bottle of wine two or three years later from the same vineyard and everything, and it will not taste the same. Right. And, and there are even times when, when it's a negative, it, it tastes significantly worse, and that can have a lot to do with weather, and you can't control the weather. So, yeah. so there is a risk involved um, in, in making cigars. Uh, ton of work and there's a lot of time. It takes patience because yeah. it's not something that you, you cultivate and you roll it into a cigar, yeah. you know, with a machine it's and it's ready to sell. It's not a joint. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joint, guys. It's not as easy as smoking a joint. Um, don't inhale it and don't hop out. <laughs> yeah, don't a fine cigar. You're going to throw up, for sure. Yeah. I actually have a really funny story that I'm going to share when we get upstairs okay. about my first cigar experience mm -hmm. and then you can share yours as well. Yeah. But so, you know, by the time, so after it's been harvested, which is a complex process in itself, um, you still have to air cure the tobacco, okay. which takes time. And that's why, that's how the leaves go from, from green to brown. 
uh, with the air curing and stuff to kind of release some of that chlorophyll and some uh, of that ammonia and stuff. So but these, then you these have, leaves start out green. Yeah, like any other leaf. Uh -huh, it's an actual green. leaf. I'm I'm thinking the yeah. tobacco leaf is actually brown already. No, no, oh, it's okay. just a green leaf. There's, there's a lot of chlorophyll in it, and, and they've got to get some of that out because chlorophyll itself tastes kind of bitter. Yeah, it's got a really grassy flavor to it. So air curing, you've got you've got to cure the tobacco. Then um, you have to ferment the tobacco, which can take a long time. Right. And, and everybody kind of does it their own way and for different periods of time. Okay. In fact, uh, one of the things that makes, that, that distinguishes a Maduro wrapper from a natural wrapper is just the extent and the, the time uh, spent in fermentation and aging. Wow. Um, so the cigar leaf, uh, under normal conditions, will get darker. Um, with time and with extra fermentation. That's that was my next question for you. I'm looking at two cigars, and we have here the Muwat. Uh huh. Muwat Mu stands for my Uji weighs a ton. This <laughs> is a big cigar. This is a really big cigar. Nothing, okay. nothing unfamiliar as far as size, but big cigar. Um, and then we have over here we got the Hoya. Uh huh. The Hoya Cabineta, which actually has a double wrapper. And in fact, this might be a good one for you to show both points. You have two different kinds of wrappers. You can see that this part of it is light in color, and this part of it is much right. darker. Which is right. one of my questions. You know, comparing these two cigars, obviously in size they differ, but as far as color, um, what could you what could you say as far as the color of the leaf? Is that is that come down to like an age thing, or what does that come down to? It, it can. If if it's a maduro, because for example. This wrapper being darker, I can't assume that it's a Maduro wrapper because there are some, some uh, hybrids of tobacco that just naturally, after, after typical curing and typical fermentation, are darker than some other hybrid will be after the same right. fermentation and curing. Okay. Uh, Mexican San Andres tobacco tends to be a little darker naturally, even without going through uh, the, the process of making it a Maduro. Okay. So there's not a whole lot, and there are a lot of misconceptions about mm -hmm. the color of the cigar. A lot of people assume, for example, that the strong I, cigar I thought the stronger, because that's what kind of you go off of when it, when it comes down to, like, beers. Right? Right. Right. Darker, it's like, oh, yeah. you know what? That's yeah. going to kind of fuck me and up. And even with beers sometimes, you can have a beer that is darker that's very light in body. Yeah, exactly. Negra like, uh, yeah, like comes to mind. Uh-huh. I got angels running away. I got demons hunting me. I know pop with 25. I know Jesus 33. I tell death to keep a distance. I think he obsessed with me. I say, God, that's the one. I know she would die for me. They want to owner of Vitolas. Fernando Gandera. So if you guys have any questions um, for Fernando, for us to cover, go ahead and ask now. But um, we're doing our podcast right now. So we're getting into, you know, kind of the gist of your business and a little bit about Fernando. Um, now, for the viewers and for everybody listening on the podcast, we, we obviously, you know, Vitola sounds like a great place. Uh, hopefully a lot of you guys do end up, you know, swinging by and checking it out. Meeting Fernando, he's usually here all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we actually got him in on his day off, so <laughs> appreciate you coming by. But um, to kind of, you know, switch gears a little bit, talking a little bit about you, mm -hmm. um, you know, what are, 
as a business owner, you you know, what are some of the biggest obstacles that you've had to mm-hmm. overcome as a business owner? Well, one of them I think would be not growing up in an, in an entrepreneurial environment. Okay. Right? And that's something that I've come to realize that I'm realizing now because I'm here, because we get so many business owners and, uh, and, and you know, successful entrepreneurs at Vitolas, especially during the day. Right. Those, 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 it's a mentality is what it is. Being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur is a mentality. And it's a very hard one because it's, it's, in a lot of cases, it involves taking a risk that, that is not, it's not a for sure thing. Right. You know, you're doing something that you hope will work, something that you hopefully are passionate about and feel strongly about, but there's no guarantees. Nobody can tell you for sure if it's going to work or not. Right. So, it's a huge risk. So huge not, risk. not having grown up in an entrepreneurial uh, uh, environment and, and pursuing business has definitely been a challenge because there are opportunities that anybody else would jump at that I, I might have hesitations about, you know, like, oh, but I could lose this and I could lose that. Yeah. And everybody else says, yeah, you might. So what? So what? Do it anyway. Life, life goes on, right? Yeah, I mean, and that and that's a hard, a hard attitude to adapt. So, um, so not growing up in that entrepreneurial mindset or background, um, how was that for you? Kind of adapting and then kind of, you know, later in life, adapting to that entrepreneurial mindset. Now you're a business owner, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure back in the day, you know, you probably didn't see yourself even getting to this yeah. point. What changed? That's it's, it's funny, and and uh, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit, but um, that takes me back to how we came up for the name, how we came up with the name for this place, Vitolas. Right. That's with an apostrophe s at the end. Yes. V i t o l a apostrophe s, um, and and the word Vitola itself has several meanings. Right. Uh, like the 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 band around a cigar. That is usually very ornate and people like it and it's pretty and they like to look at it. That's actually called a vitola. Really? Yeah. And now the different sizes of a cigar within a line of cigars are called vitolas. So let's say you like to smoke the Monte Cristo Classic. Well, there are many sizes of the Monte Cristo Classic. Bellicoso, Robusto, Chocho, Lancero, all of those are different vitolas. Now, the reason for the apostrophe S in our name is back then you referred to this time. Back then when I still felt like I wanted this business, but it wasn't, when I felt like it wasn't likely to happen, happen, mm-hmm. we got uh, this beautiful little German Shepherd puppy. Okay. And I said, well, I don't have the business. I didn't feel like I was going to have it at that point. So I said, let's name the dog Vitola. <laughs> okay. All right. So a couple of years after, when the business came along, mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, well, we've got to, we've got to put an apostrophe S and name it after the dog, right? Because she came first. But, but um, yeah, it's been. I think I think a lot of things have kind of led up to me being a business owner, and and the majority of it, honestly, is the people around me, my friends, my family." Uh, former employers even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've talked to you, but I don't know if I, nobody else knows, but I have uh, my brother and I and my sister uh, were born with um, a bilateral hearing loss. It's congenital. It's something we were born with. Um, we have you know, pretty significant hearing loss. 
and that can really affect a, a person's uh, confidence. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, when, when you can't rely on speech, which is how everybody communicates, I think it really gets in, in the way of, um, of, of pursuing things, of feeling confident about something. But um, there were times in my life, numerous times, and I'm sure there'll be more, where, where somebody looked past that and gave me a chance anyway. Right. And, and I don't mind saying the first one was uh, actually Norbert Portillo. Norbert Portillo, uh, uh, I can say a lot of things about him as a boss, <laughs> right. but I will always be grateful to him because he, he hired me on as a cook in a kitchen, which if, if, if you have a hearing problem, that's probably the last place you want to apply for a job. Yeah, because you're getting yelled at. You're getting yelled seven, at, right? and, and, and it doesn't matter how loud you're getting yelled at, you probably aren't understanding what's being said. It's chaos back there. Um, a kitchen, especially one like the one at Tabla, where, where things are done to order, uh, to the, the specific... Standard, yeah. Uh, to the specifics of the customer. Mm -hmm. you know? People are constantly changing the order, right. and um, and that was a very difficult environment for somebody with with my uh, my situation, and um, and I think he he took as much of a leap as I did, and uh, I'll always be grateful for that. Cool. He actually did the same for my brother uh, about a year later. So you, your brother, and your sister, uh huh, are were born with this yeah this problem as far as. Um, you know, you're, you're hearing. So it was a little difficult for you to basically hear. Mm -hmm. um, now, d were you like legally deaf or is that just before, like is legally, that? Legally deaf, I, that's, that's a definition, obviously a legal definition mm -hmm. that I, I haven't pursued. I haven't looked okay. into it. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that I would qualify as that. Right, right. Um, but, uh, but the hearing loss is, 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 is significant and it makes it makes it hard. In fact, yeah. I, I think that might be part of the reason why I'm drawn to the environment that we've created here at Vidalas. Mm. It's because there was a lot more face-to-face -face going on and not right. so much everybody talking at once. Exactly. And that for me is more difficult. Like yeah. in a nightclub environment, I, 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 if, if there's several people all sharing a story and all uh, shooting shit, if you will, yeah, that's a lot harder for me to keep up with because I have to look at everybody while they're talking. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm bouncing around trying to figure out what's going on, and that's more difficult. Yeah. But here, Vitolas is, is it's um, it's easier for me, um, and I think that's it's easier for me for the same reasons that I think more people should come here. Right. And that's face to face, one on one, mm -hmm. one on one, uh, intimate, wholesome conversations where you where you leave the place actually having learned something. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And um, but. Uh, that, 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 that's definitely been a challenge, not only in, in, in my pursuit of, of, of business, but um, you know, in every aspect yeah. of life. So I'm grateful uh, for all those people who have been patient uh, with me, who gave me a shot like, uh, like Norbert did. And, um, and uh, so in spite of that, here we are and we're not done, we're still yeah. growing. Yeah, and that's, that's an amazing story. You know, somebody dealing with those obstacles um, as a business owner, you know, dealing with those obstacles that I know for, you know, for, for sure, those things can get a lot of people down, you know, mm -hmm. in life. And especially what you said, you know, having those, those issues, it, it messed a lot with your confidence too, and the way you talk to people and the way you mm -hmm. handled yourself. So I think, you know, that's, that's definitely, you know, for everybody listening, everybody watching, 
that's that kind of just shows you know what can be done if you really just put your mind to it and like you said you grew up without that mentality you didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial background you didn't have that business mindset you you were dealt with issues and you basically overcame them and and you know just like any other person you didn't let that stop you from attaining and, and becoming a business owner so yeah and I certainly didn't do it alone I mean I have I, I've got a lot of people to thank for it I mean I, I, I wouldn't be here if it was only me um, I definitely have relied on um, you know like I said earlier my my, my family uh, my older brother Jaime did a lot to to uh, kind of fan that flame to uh, to give me the confidence to pursue it and the help too he continues to help me to this day uh, he knows a lot of things I don't know. Yeah. Um, I want to sell cigars and whiskey. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, the accounting and all that stuff. Hey, hi, mate. He does that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about what is your perfect environment or perfect day for smoking a cigar. What does a perfect day look like for you, uh, you know, to kind of say, like, oh, you know what, today is a cigar day. What makes it a cigar day? Well, to be honest with you, it, it, it probably happens more often than that. I would love, ideally I would smoke a cigar every day. And, and, and for me it's kind of a, it's a treat, a reward. So nice. if I have a really busy morning planned, yeah. I will try to get all my work done as fast as I can and then I'll treat myself with a cigar. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for some reason that the morning time for me is the best time to smoke a cigar. And there's some good physical reasons for it too. You tend to taste things better in the morning before you've had any, uh, a lot of food to eat. Yeah, your palate's um, fresh, yeah. right? And for me, you know, I, I tend to taste the cigars better before I've been smelling everyone else's cigar throughout the day. Yeah. So I, I feel like I pick up on those little nuances better in the morning than I do in the evening. Um, but um, yeah, it's just any day is a good day for a cigar, uh, really. Um, the only time that I, the only thing that I try to avoid is, is using a cigar to feel better about some stressful situation because personally I feel like I'm missing out on the enjoyment of that cigar. I would rather smoke a cigar on a high than on a low. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, That's interesting. So it's not so much of a low to bring you back up. It's more of a, you're already high, enjoy the high. Oh yeah. Uh, it you takes, know. you know, if you're on a high, it takes you up and up. Even higher. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what would you say is your perfect pairing or combo when it comes down to a cigar, a good cigar and a good glass of whiskey or cognac, which is, what is a good pair for you? All right, so that, and that one gets, and I, I'm, I'm worried now that I won't have a straight answer for you this whole time. <laughs> There's too many. This whole time, yeah, no, it's like everything is a complex uh, response, right? But, but uh, for me, I prefer contrast. Um, and uh, so what I mean by that is if I'm smoking a cigar that is generally sweet, I want a spicy whiskey to go with it. Okay. If I'm smoking a cigar that's really spicy, I might drink a, a wheated bourbon, for example, like a Weller 12 or even a Maker's Mark. So I like contrast because for me, when I do that, each puff of the cigar and each sip of the whiskey tastes like the first one. Okay. But a lot of guys like to complement their cigar with the whiskey. So if they're smoking... A, a full bodied sweeter cigar, they want a full bodied sweet whiskey to go with it. Right, right. right. So it just depends. But I personally, I, I, I like contrast. 
You like contrast. Cool. Mm -hmm. I, the, the times that we have actually been here and played dominoes, we always try and, and get a cognac or, or whiskey that will go good with a cigar. Just because I think it kind of amplifies that experience a little bit more too, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Giving you uh, the nice, smooth relaxedness of mm -hmm. a glass of whiskey. Mm -hmm. And that, that's still that aroma uh, and, and enjoying that, that taste of that cigar too, you know, so I, I think they really And what's cool is that when, when you do that, um, you probably, and I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but you probably drink less than you would if you were some nightclub only drinking. Only drinking, right, yeah. Right. Because the folks, it keeps your other hand busy, right? So you've got a cigar <laughs> yeah. in one mouth, maybe you're drinking the other. And so you're taking a puff of your cigar and maybe a little sip after that. Yeah. And uh, as long as you approach it from the standpoint of, 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 of taste, I want to taste this. I want to taste what the whiskey does to the cigar and what the cigar does to the whiskey. Then you're, you're not likely to abuse it. You're not likely right. to start doing shots, you know? Yeah, yeah. You want a little sip after your puff to see, to see yeah, the kind of magic that happens in, in, yeah. in your mouth. And for those of you that haven't smoked cigars, I mean, I've had this experience where uh, it's just pretty, it's pretty relaxing. I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience, especially after a long day or especially after celebrating. Um, so I definitely like cigars. I, I like pairing, especially with some whiskey, just because I love whiskey. You know, whiskey, whiskey is probably one of my, my favorite drinks, my go-to drink, especially for some lunchtime action. But um, but yeah, so talking about, you know, Vitola's down here, uh, the location, you know, you have a pretty good location here in downtown El Paso. Mm -hmm. What is the location like for you being a business owner out here? It's a challenge, it, to it, tell you the truth. Uh, I, I think being downtown is, um, is, is it can be difficult. There's this uh, assumption that being this close to the ballpark is gonna be great for business, but actually the ballpark can present some uh, challenges, uh, particularly for my regular customers. Okay. And, uh, that's because of how much the parking situation has changed uh, too. So parking during Chihuahua's games is kind of an you issue know, or, or problem for it's, you? It's a big issue. I mean, my, my parking situation is already uh, not ideal. Uh, I have a couple of spots available behind our building. Um, and after five, when the neighbors uh, leave, I have a few more. I might have a total of five spots back there. Uh, and aside from that, uh, you know, there's a parking lot that's owned by somebody else. That, you know, you gotta pay five bucks to park there. Yeah. Now, if, if, if you're considering coming down and you do have to pay those five bucks, I, I would keep in mind that, you know, you're paying the five bucks for what, sh what ought to be a two or three hour experience. Yeah. And we will do everything we can to make sure that it's worth more than the five bucks you had to pay in parking. Right. I think, I think you will leave this place um, maybe enlightened on cigar and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you'll leave relaxed. You'll leave, uh, you know, in a, in a great mood, especially if you, if you come with, uh, with some good company. It's a great place for a date, guys and girls. Come on over. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we're still we're still kind of in a city where where it's it's not widely accepted to have to pay for parking to go where you want to go. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, and yeah. I think I think if if we if we if we get there, we're gonna be fine. But it, but it is a challenge because you know those seventy or seventy one Chihuahuas home games in a year. Wow. And so for those 71 nights, my regulars have a hard time getting here. So your regulars um, kind of stay away. 
Yeah, they do um, because it's crowded down here. There's nowhere to park. Yeah. And so I really, this is a shout out for all those people that even on a night like that, um, make the effort, pay for the parking to come on down anyway. I really appreciate uh, the support. Yeah, so if you do go to a Chihuahua's game, uh, season just started, I know. So stop by, you paid five bucks, you're probably gonna be stuck in parking anyways, right? Yeah. Leaving, so might as well come on in, have a glass of whiskey and get a cigar and uh, you know, enjoy enjoy mm -hmm. the experience. So I do want I do want to add um, that on the night of a game, the parking is more than five bucks. I'm like, I don't want to mislead anybody here. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so on the night of a game, the parking is, is more than five bucks. I I don't own that parking lot, but um, but on on every other night, even if you have to pay the five bucks, plan on being here for two or three hours, and I, I I'm sure you'll agree it's worth it. Full disclosure. So it might be a little bit more <laughs> than five bucks. <laughs> but it's all good make that experience worth it you guys check out a chihuahua's game they're literally right here across of uh chihuahua stadium yes. right you guys are facing the, the right santa side fe entrance yeah the, the santa, santa fe entrance. entrance which is the right side of the field in the chihuahua stadium right behind the big dog uh seating area that vip area uh -huh, that, yeah. that they have so uh if you guys are watching the game make sure you guys stop by vitolas get you a cigar and you know enjoy the the environment that they have here so um real quick question for you what is uh one of the most unique things that vitolas offers the most unique thing that vitolas offers huh you know what i think it's conversation i like that ease yeah. ease of conversation uh because there's, there's more than enough loud sports bars and nightclubs and stuff out there but but a place where where really the whole goal and the whole point of being here is to sit across from somebody and talk to that person. Right. I think I think that's what makes us unique. So it's um it can be you know peaceful and quiet to the point that it approaches a library environment, but there's no uh, you know you don't you don't have to whisper and, yeah. and be quiet. And and so I think that's what makes it unique because we, we don't have enough of that, especially in our generation. Right. Well, everything is about about being on your phone and texting and Facebook messaging. And here, I feel like you kind of travel back in time. And so you do. I feel that. You know? yeah, I yeah, I actually feel that. Um, even the first time I got here, um, one of my buddies, he's a firefighter, a chief, a chief in the fire station, brought him out here, introduced him to this place. And when he brought me, I was like, why don't people know about this place? Like, why haven't, why isn't it more packed? Because mm -hmm. I think, you know, especially people being from El Paso, they do want that big city feel, but they don't mm -hmm. want the big city problems. problems <laughs> you know, the parking is always going to be one. Yeah. Um, out in Florida, I remember, yeah. you know, parking anywhere close to downtown or in the entire month of March, mm -hmm. you know, Mar March is spring break out there uh, yeah. from the first to the end of the month. So parking anywhere was 40 to a hundred dollars yeah that's ridiculous you know so five dollars to ten dollars it's not so bad especially with you know all the things that are coming to El Paso I think right now the city is really focusing mm -hmm. a lot of money and you know a lot of the plans that they're focusing are in downtown mm -hmm. and you know you have it in the east side you mm -hmm. have a little bit in the horizon you have some west side growth you have it all over the city so we have to adapt you know yeah. We're gonna have exactly. to adapt. And you know, we gotta get used to walking three or four blocks. Yeah, there's nothing you wrong know? with it. It's there's probably a lot of us you need know, it. You, you know, know? <laughs> I told me earlier about my ideal day for a cigar, and I'm yeah. gonna change that a little bit and, and talk about my like my ideal night out. 
uh, for example, with my wife. Uh, I don't get a night out with her often enough, but, but you know, for those of you who are in a relationship or married, pay the five bucks parking within walking distance. You yeah. have fabulous restaurants. Yes. You know, you've got Answer 11, you've got Park Tavern, I'm a huge fan of. You've got uh, Delight, uh, soups and sandwiches right down the street. Um, and by the way, Delight Craft will actually deliver food here. You can oh, really? eat here, we just can't, we don't serve food. Okay. But you can eat here if you want to. And for me, that would be an ideal date. You know, pay the five bucks parking, you walk down, you, you have a nice dinner someplace, you walk on over to Vitolas, you have a cigar and a, and a, a stiff whiskey drink yeah. to kind of settle your stomach. It's a yeah, great yeah. digestive. And, um, and I think it's a, it can be the highlight of any day. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do want, um, you know, different. They, they want they want businesses that are coming that are different and offer that, that like I said, that big city feel. And there's actually a lot of that here in downtown that people don't even know is here. You know, Palace is one of those cool places mm -hmm. I've been to. They have some really good sushi. Um, and it's a really nice experience right across from San Blasito. Um, problems that you did face, you know, with your hearing, your hearing problem. Um, what is one message that you would give, you know, to somebody either watching or listening or on here live um, on Facebook? What's that one message that you would give to that person that's dealing with that same thing? You know, is dealing with something that in their life had no control of, but it's kind of hindering or, you know, hindering that confidence that you said you've kind of struggled with. What's that one message that you have for that person viewing and dealing with that same situation? Well, my, my message is that there's, I mean, what do you have to lose, right? Because in the, in the heart of hearing community, there's al already a problem with chronic underachievement. So there are people who have talents and who have abilities that just aren't expressing them because they don't have the, the they don't find the opportunity. Right. So for anybody out there who is hard of hearing that, that is even considering or you think you have a good idea, there's, just do it. Yeah. Uh, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's, uh, I, there's no reason not to and, and, and once you get past the point of caring what people think about how you speak and, and the fact that uh, uh, you know they think you're dumb because you missed a punchline in a joke that stuff you have to get to the point where it doesn't matter yeah you know um, and, and just go for it I mean yeah. if, if there's anybody out there who is uh, um, listening or struggling to listen Right, that wants to talk about it, I, and that could be a very, very long conversation, but please come on down to the dollars, even if you're not buying anything. I, I would love to talk, to meet more people who are facing those kind of struggles. Um, come on down. That's awesome. So definitely a posit positive message, you know, coming from you, a business owner who's gone through a lot, to get to where you're at. Um, to own, you know, you walked us through the business and you, you walked us I'm through. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Manny, but I do want to add one more thing. Yes. To that potential employer who might be, even if they're not doing it outwardly, but who might be, might be thinking, oh, I've got this applicant who, who talks funny, who has a hearing problem. I promise you that person will, will likely be a harder worker than anybody else who doesn't have a problem because they know they have to try harder to, to gain their acceptance, to keep that job. So if you're an employer, a business owner who, who, who sees an application and you either they tell you or you find out that they're hard of hearing, 
give him a shot. I think you'll be you'll be pleased. That's that's deep. I think that message is obviously for other somebody else, you know, business owner. But yeah, I think you know what what you talked about is is true, and that's something that a lot of people don't deal with. But you know what it's like, you know, you as a business owner know what it's like to apply for that job and be looked at just because of the way, mm -hmm. you know, you're talking or the way you, you're, you're listening. So, mm -hmm. so definitely, I mean, a positive message for, for everybody, you know, coming from, you know, Fernando, somebody that, that's dealt with a lot of controversy, somebody that, you know, has, has made it to this point where you're a business owner now in El Paso, contributing back to the city, you know, and, and that's something to definitely be proud of. So hats off to you. I mean, you, you. you've come a long way and I'm super excited to hear your story uh, and what you've really done, you know, and accomplished not just in owning a business, but getting to where you've gotten. It's, mm -hmm. it's really cool to hear a story like that. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, listening or watching can relate to what you went through and what you're going through and what you, you know, mm -hmm. where, how you got to this point. Um, so, so I'm, I'm glad we, we connected, man. I, Thank you, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Um, I want to end, you know, obviously I'm a real estate agent and I love talking real estate. So I just want to end the podcast, you know, kind of just talking a little bit, switching gears now, uh, a little bit about what is your favorite thing or place here in El Paso? Uh, what, what's, the, what's, your, what's your favorite restaurant or, you know, thing to do here in the city that, you know, you just can't get enough of? Oh, and I told you, I, I told you I wouldn't give you a straight answer <laughs> ever tonight. And, and that one's tough because I, I think I kind of approach food the same way I approach cigars. Okay. You know, it's like, okay, well, what mood am I in? What, yeah. do, what do I feel like eating? And, and there are certain things I, I really want to highlight downtown itself. Um, and I'll go back to mentioning some of the places I, I, I did already. You know, Anson 11 is a great place to eat. They make this um, like a, a fondue. That's one of my favorite uh, cheese uh, dishes. I love the fondue there. I'm a sucker for the uh, fried oyster, the pub tavern. Um, nice. I eat lunch at Deli uh, from Delight uh, a couple of times a week at least. I love Delight. I like to support that uh, Joselva. Delight has uh, shown us. And um, But, uh, I mean, I, I, I love food. It's, <laughs> it's, hard, too, it's hard to pick <laughs> one dish. Yeah. Um, so you're at these places weekly. This is like a weekly thing. Yeah, almost. I mean, I, I don't eat out a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but, but I, again, I treat it the same way as I do the cigars. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go all out. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to go to a place and just order from the lunch menu because it's a quick meal or, or, or uh, I'm on a budget. Yeah. You know? I just won't go out. If I can't go to a place and order the dish that I want, stay home <laughs> yeah might as well just cook huh yeah. <laughs> yeah cool deal well fernando again thank you so much uh for you guys listening again we're here at vitolas out here in downtown el paso and uh if you guys are in the area or you do come to downtown catch a chihuahua's game make sure you guys stop by vitolas uh, and grab a cigar, have a conversation with Fernando. He's a good guy, <laughs> and uh, he'll definitely recommend you guys some good whiskey as well to match that cigar. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, and, you know, Fernando, any closing statements, anything you want to say? Uh, just come on down, guys. Get over here. You'll enjoy it, I'm, I promise. Sounds good, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys next week.